Welcome to Tanakh Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Today we are learning the 20th parak of Sefer Shmuel. In the previous parak, David escaped various attempts by Shaul on his life, and now he turns to his dear friend Yonatan, who is Shaul's own son, and he asks him, Why is your father trying to kill me? What is my crime? And interestingly, Yonatan reassures David here, and he says, What are you talking about? My father's not trying to kill you which is surprising to us as a reader uh, because Yonatan is so obviously so, so far off the mark. But we have to fill in uh, a gap here, a gap in the text. And we have to explain that it must be that as Shaul is pursuing David now, he is keeping Yonatan in the dark. Yonatan has already displayed that he is aligned with David, that he is friends, close, committed, allied to David. And so Shaul is keeping him out of the loop as he tries to kill David. And now we have David and Yonatan with two very different perspectives. David says, Shaul's trying to kill me. Yonatan says, my father's not trying to kill you. And they need to resolve who is correct. And so David comes up with the following plan. Your father will convene a big feast for Rosh Chodesh. At that meal, my chair will be empty. And you will tell him that you allowed me to go home to base Lechem for the celebration so I could have the celebration together with my family. If your father responds positively to that. So that will indicate that he is okay with me, he's not trying to kill me. And if your father responds negatively to that news, then you'll know that he is trying to kill me. This is exactly what ends up taking place. And Shaul responds quite negatively. He's just, uh, he, he lashes out against Yonatan and he says, you're, you're siding with, with Ben Yishai, with David over me. And you're, uh, he says, you're, you're the son of a promiscuous, disloyal wife. Why does he say that? Is it just supposed to be a, a, a mean insult? No, it's very deliberate. He's saying, look, Yonatan, your interests and my interests should be aligned because if I lose the kingship, so do you. You also lose the kingship. You don't want David to usurp the throne. That's not going to be good for you either. And if you're going to align with David, that must mean that you are not my son because if you were my son, you'd be on my side. That is the very loaded implications of his insult here uh, regarding Yonatan's mother. And it highlights the, 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 the real pressure that Yonatan, that the, the depth and the pain of this triangle and the position that Yonatan is in right now. He's stuck on the one hand with his father uh, on, on one side, his father that we learn he's very close with, right? He, he tells David in this parak, my father tells me everything. So it's very clear that they're very close. So he's got his father on one side and David, who is this kindred spirit, uh, this, this deep platonic love that Yonatan has for David. So he's, he's caught between these two people, but it's, it's more than that. It's not just that he's caught between Shaul and David. Yonatan is caught between uh, David on the one side, but also Shaul and his own interests, which is that he himself, his own aspirations for the kingship are, are also weighted on the side of Shaul. And so he's really, uh, he's really in a very, very difficult situation. Nonetheless, Yonatan being the, the very righteous, very good person that he is, wants to do the right thing. So he goes out now and he wants to tell David exactly what happened. Now, he can't just go to David because you can presume that uh, that would be very dangerous. He could lead Shaul's men to David if Yonatan would just go to tell David that, uh, that in fact, Shaul is trying to kill him. So prior to this, I skipped this in the progression of the narrative just for simplicity's sake. 
Shaul and David had, excuse me, Yonatan and David had devised a plan. And he tells uh, David that when, uh, when I find out, I want to tell you, David's in hiding at this point. I want to tell you whether you can come out of hiding, that it's safe, or whether you should run away. What I will do is I will come to this uh, field where you'll, you'll be hiding nearby, and I will shoot arrows, and I'll have a young boy, a servant, go and fetch the arrows. And if I tell the servant to go to a certain place, a certain direction, that will really be a secret sign to you uh, to run away. And if I tell him to go a different direction, that'll be a secret sign to you that you can emerge out of hiding and you can come back because the coast is clear and you are, you're, you're safe. So now, Shaul goes to, excuse me, Yonatan goes to make good on that plan and to tell David either way. Is he, is he safe? Should he flee? What, what should he do? And he shoots the arrow in such a way to indicate that David should run away. And that would seem to be the right way to end the parak. You would think the parak should end there, David runs away, and then we're on to the next chapter. But not so. What ends up happening? Shaul shoots the arrow, and then the, uh, the, he tells the servant, oh, it's in this direction. David learns that means that Shaul is trying to kill me. And then Yonatan tells his servant, okay, you can now go home. You can leave. Go back to the city. And he waits. And what happens? David emerges from hiding and has a face-to-face encounter and very emotional, tearful goodbye with Yonatan. And it makes you wonder, when you read this the first time, you wonder, well, that's strange. What was the whole point of the whole arrow business? Why didn't he just come out, with, come out to the field without any servant and find David and just say goodbye uh, initially, <clears throat> initially, why do they bother with the whole sign business? But that's precisely the point. The, the smart thing to do was to just stick with the sign. It was uh, a great danger to both David and Yonatan to meet face to face. But what we're meant to understand here, I think, is just uh, how deep this relationship was that despite the fact that it was not the wise thing to do, they couldn't help but deviate from the plan. They couldn't help but embrace and say one final goodbye face to face. So they had to deviate from the plan. They had this plan. It was the right thing to do. And then, you know what? Shaul says to his servant, excuse me, Yonatan says to his servant, go home. I want to stay here alone. And that was almost a sign to David while watching on from the, from the shrubbery, from the bushes, from the forest nearby. It's a sign that, okay, Yonatan He's, he's, he's jettisoning the plan. He's changing the plan. He wants to, a face-to-face, and David agrees to both of their peril. I mean, this is a dangerous thing for both of them to be doing, but it just, again, it shows you how connected, how deep this relationship was, this beautiful platonic love that they just had to, to risk it all just to say this uh, very emotional, tearful goodbye face-to-face. It also tells you it's a kind of story of contrast here because you have Yonatan in particular, I think, who is willing to give up everything. He's willing to uh, give up the, his own political ambitions. He's willing to even betray his father because the right thing to do was to stand up for David. And he's this really ideal, outstanding character and it stands in such contrast. He's so far on the other end of the spectrum as his father Shaul, 
who is willing to do so much wrong in order to preserve power. Yonatan is not willing to, uh, to, to, to uh, be immoral in order to gain power, and Shaul is willing to be so immoral in order to preserve power. And so they are really on such far ends of the spectrum, and this, this moment, this embrace, this tearful goodbye with David is just lent all the more power, all the more significance when you contrast Yonatan to his father, Shaul. That's it for today. Chazak ve'ematz, and happy learning.